Hello, and welcome back to Voices from Tolkien Fandom. This is Bill Fliss, Tolkien archivist at Marquette University and creator of the Tolkien Fandom Oral History Collection. This is the sixth episode in my nine-episode arc, each containing a selection of interviews from the collection grouped around a particular theme. I call this episode Gloria in Excelsis, which is the title of a Latin hymn from the Old Catholic Mass. Tolkien references this in Letter 310. As many, if not most listeners will know, Tolkien was a devout Roman Catholic. And not surprisingly, many of Tolkien's fans have picked up on his Christianity when reading his legendarium. Today I have selected 18 interviews to share with you. For each of these fans, Tolkien's Christianity and the Christian imagery and ideas in his works have somehow resonated with them, and in some cases affected them profoundly. Enjoy. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm 67 years old. I first encountered Tolkien back in 1969 when I was in high school in a small town in Alabama. I stumbled into the library one afternoon and I picked up a book called The Hobbit that I had never heard of before. I read The Hobbit and the next three books in a week. I didn't sleep much that week. And then I slowed down and read them all again over the next two weeks. It was like touching an electric wire. I could not let go of it once I had touched it. Over the years since then, I've read it aloud to my wife on our honeymoon, to my five children, and to my eight grandchildren. And I must say that it is I think even more delightful to share in their thrills vicariously than it was for me in the beginning. Tolkien sparked my spiritual imagination. I had thought of spiritual matters as rather dull, uncreative things until I discovered Tolkien. In particular, I'm thinking of Leaf by Niggle, which may be my favorite little bit of Tolkien. He put a number of things that are terribly important to me in a much broader and more human context that made the things that were important to me already even more important to me. I am, in passing, a Presbyterian pastor. So when I speak of uh, uh, spiritual imagination, uh, I, I realize there's no allegory in Tolkien's work, but is it profoundly Christian in a way that touched me? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I run a student center at the University of Texas in Austin. I work with grad students. And Tolkien's work has been a foundation upon which I can relate to them and what they're doing in other areas, too. And it indeed, it was one of those students who made me aware of what you're doing with this. So that's why I signed up. age 58. I first encountered the world of J.R.R. Tolkien through his obituary. My oldest sister had read The Hobbit. I think it had been assigned uh, to her in high school. And I had just started freshman year in high school. And we were getting ready to go to school. And she saw it in the Detroit Free Press and was reading it. The way she exclaimed over it, I went over and read it too. And I can remember leaning over the table reading his obituary, but I didn't really know who he was. The following year, Christmas 74, she wanted the Ballantine gold foil box set of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. So I bought it for her for Christmas. 
And she started reading it. She was already in college then, and she came home for a visit and said, Polly, you really should read this. You like Knights and Dragons, and this would be right up your alley. She finished Fellowship of the Ring, and she brought it home. And I read it. She had started The Two Towers, and I just had devoured Fellowship of the Ring. I read The Hobbit and then The Fellowship of the Ring. I said, bring home The Two Towers next time you come home. She, she goes, well, I'm still reading. I said, I'll finish it. You don't have to worry about it. So she brought that, and she brought The Return of the King, and I just ate it up and read it, finished it before she did, <laughs> and just loved it. And then when I was a senior in high school, I reread them. So I went from really loving them to becoming obsessed with Tolkien's work. In 1977, right before I went to the University of Michigan for my freshman year, The Silmarillion came out, and I went to Ann Arbor early to get a copy of the hardback because they had it in stock. Nobody locally had it in stock. So that's how I got involved and just been kind of obsessed ever since. I'm a Tolkien fan because I love his worlds. I'm Catholic, so I was thrilled to find out he was Catholic because then I thought, why is this resonating so much with me? And then after I read letters, the letters of J.R.R. Tolkien, I understood it better. I thought, okay, this is why. He's touching on the notes that as a Catholic, I just kind of get instinctively, and that's why it's so powerful for me. That is one of the reasons why I'm a fan and I love his worlds. My creative life actually changed once I read Tolkien. I started illustrating his work and he made me a better storyteller. I went off and got a master's in filmmaking and helped make me a good screenwriter because I was inspired by how he told stories and how they unfold. I am 36 and I live in Appomattox, Virginia. I first encountered the works of J.R.R. Tolkien and entered his world through the works of the Peter Jackson films. The movies were released when I was in college and sometime between films two and three, I had the chance to watch the first two. I was hooked and by the time I saw The Return of the King in the theater, I'd already read The Lord of the Rings. Soon after I read The Hobbit and took Silmarillion on vacation with me that summer. The timing was providential since I was exposed to his ideas and thoughts as I was developing my own self-understanding and perspective on the world. The reason I'm a Tolkien fan. Once I read Tolkien's stories, I found them to be incredible in their narrative arc and was pulled into his world. I still am and discover new elements of the stories with each rereading that makes me love them more. His characters are three-dimensional. His fiction has an inner consistency that many created realities or sub-creations lack, and his stories allow me to escape and rest for a time in a world where good triumphs over evil and hope endures even in the face of despair. What has Tolkien meant to me? J.R.R. Tolkien is simply put my favorite author, and The Lord of the Rings is the tale of his that I constantly return to, usually about once a year. His writings, the wisdom of his characters, and his own personal story have all been an encouragement and an inspiration to me. I'm also a person of Christian faith, though a Protestant instead of a Catholic like Tolkien. And I find his stories contain a moral and spiritual perspective on the world that enriches my own communion with God and challenges me to be more committed in living out my faith. His work gives me language and concepts to help me understand God, the world, and myself. I still rely on some of his conceptual language like eucatastrophe and excerpts from his work such as the wisdom of Gandalf on the nature of evil and our responsibility in the face of it to understand and communicate deep truths in my own life and faith. 
I am 31 and I'm living in Indianapolis right now. My first experience of reading Tolkien was reading The Hobbit for a ninth grade book report. I read through that very, very quickly and decided that in order to do a good job on the project, I needed to read it again to keep all the dwarves' names straight and figure out what was going on. By the second time through, I really loved it. Then after I read The Hobbit, I naturally turned to reading Lord of the Rings. This was about the same time the movies came out, too. This work in particular has shaped my life. With a few exceptions, I've read it annually for 15 years, starting on September 22nd, of course. I think I liked it initially for the adventure, the journey, the monsters, the natural magic, the unwilling hero, and camaraderie, but I knew it had a depth to it where other fiction falls flat. I think there are three main reasons for this. First, Middle-earth is steeped in a very realistic and far-reaching history. Even other world-building books are not as intricate as what Tolkien has created. Secondly, the characters all respond to challenges in unique ways. There are good guys who maintain integrity in the most difficult times, and there are good guys who fail but are redeemed. Frodo himself fails, but he is redeemed in a beautiful way. Even Melkor, the most evil guy of all, he's initially not beyond redemption, but his failure is shunning that grace that's offered to him. Finally, Tolkien's works are just saturated with Christian values. I'm a Christian too, so I see it everywhere. And you can't ignore the fact that Tolkien was a Christian. It just comes out. Truth, beauty, and the ultimate triumph over evil permeate the books. And Tolkien did this in a very effective way. He doesn't shy away from writing real temptations, real failures, and real evil. Nor do his characters live in some contrived happiness after their main battles have been won. So it's beautiful. The sadness is bearable. And I just love him. He's meant the world to me. <laughs> It's such a big treasure to have somebody like that shaping my character. That's all. I'm 46 years old, and I'm from Oshawa, Ontario, which is near Toronto. When did I first encounter the works of J.R.R. Tolkien? It was in 1985, and we studied The Hobbit in grade 8 English class. You know, something I had to read for school, but I loved it immediately. Right after finishing The Hobbit, I got into uh, Lord of the Rings, and then, then the Silmarillion, and then some of the other ones after that. I loved it immediately. Why am I a fan of Tolkien? You know, what do I love about it? Really, it's just something about the beauty. That, that's what really impressed me, the beauty. And so the characters, the landscapes, the languages. I love the languages. I love the landscapes. You know, they're places that are so real. It's, it's like something you really want to be there. You want to go there. So I was just really drawn to it. But, you know, what does it meant to me? Two things, really. A lifetime of enjoyment of the books. The Silmarillion is my favorite. I started when I was 12 years old and finished it. You know, I turned 13 in the middle of it. I just love it. It was just pure joy. I was slowly reading, looking at the maps, the family trees. But when I reread it, it's restful for the mind. I just love that. The book, it really means something to me. It's like my mind was meant for the Silmarillion to fit there. What really means something to me is that Tolkien being a Catholic was a big part of my decision to return to the Catholic faith in my late teens. I was pretty lukewarm, didn't really practice up to that point in my life. I just had such respect for Tolkien, what he wrote, reading letters, like his opinions, his view of the world. I just had so much respect for the guy. And it was one of the things that made me think, you know what, if it's good enough for him, then I should take this seriously. So for me, it just has a, you know, a really important connection to my life, but also to my faith. 
I am 23 years old and I am from California in the United States. I first contacted Tolkien personally when I was 11. I grew up with him in my home because my family are Tolkien fans, but my personal encounter was about 11 when I read The Hobbit and watched his movies. I became a huge Tolkien fan because his work is incredible. What he did with his fictional writing is amazing. He created this world that's not just an imaginary land. It's like an alternate reality. It's history and culture. And I think that is amazing. It's also mythology. That's part of the magic of Middle Earth. You can really believe that these events took place and the places you know, really existed. The other great magic of Middle Earth is the world that Tolkien created is designed to uplift you. It's designed to get your mind out of the gutter and into the stars. Middle Earth makes you think outside yourself. It shows you great darkness, but it shows you there's something beyond that darkness, a greater beauty and a higher end we are trying to achieve. And I think that is the coolest thing. We really need that right now with fantasy writers that write such dark and grim stories. We need the escapism Tolkien provides, and we need to be able to escape our world and find beauty and hope. What Tolkien means to me is hard to explain, but he is sort of a mentor. <laughs> he was a Catholic writer who believed in evangelizing through art, which is a beautiful calling and something I would very much love to do. You can see this in his work. The Lord of the Rings has a lot of Catholic symbolism, but you don't have to be Catholic to understand it because its messages are universal. They are messages of self-sacrifice and friendship and bravery, and those are things everyone understands. You don't have to be Catholic to understand them. Tolkien also stands out to me in his personal life as a man to look up to. He lived through two wars, and he lost four of his best friends to them. He had to live with repeated trial and suffering, but he never lost his sense of hope or wonder, and he was always known as a good Catholic and a stand-up character who loved life. And he's a royal poet in my mind. He is a man in love with beauty, but unafraid of sacrifice. And that's what I aspire to be, in love with beauty, but unafraid of sacrifice. I think that's the Tolkien spirit, and I hope to hold on to that forever. I'm a priest in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm 43 years old. I first encountered Tolkien probably when I was middle school age. I remember reading The Hobbit on a, on a trip to uh, North Carolina to visit my grandparents at the beach. I remember exploring him first that way. I may have encountered the um, Ralph Bakshi version of The Hobbit as a young child, but I, I don't have a real clear memory of that. I, I, there's some fuzzy childhood versions of that and some bad versions of Frodo of the Nine Fingers and songs of that sort. But I think that I have read The Lord of the Rings probably three times. And now I am working through reading it out loud to my sons who are 10 and 12. We read about a half a chapter every morning. Every year I have a, a movie marathon and invite all my friends over. And we do the uh, seven Hobbit meals on, on Midsummer's Eve to honor the old Took. This year is going to be the 10th anniversary. It's, it's become a big family thing, and my kids came up with a theme and helped with the menu this year, and it's a big community event. I think that Tolkien's faith shines through in his work, and there's just an incredible element of truth that uh, helps 
orient us in a day that's really confusing and really strange and when really feels like the darkness is rising up all around us, good, noble, true men are going to rise up and stand up against the darkness. God, there's just so much in it that rings true and that light shines out in the darkness and the darkness doesn't overcome it. The breath of God shines through even as, you know, his relationship with Lewis and it's, it's the, the true myth shines through and which is exactly what he tried to do. And I think that it helps orient us to the gospel. And I think it helps impart the grace of the gospel in a way that helps get through the filters that our modern world has put up. It says, we don't want to hear about Jesus. We don't want to hear about the gospel. We just want, give us some good fantasy and we can get the truth in that way. I'm 42. I didn't read Tolkien when I was a child, but I first encountered him when the first movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, came out. I was just reading The Lord of the Rings, and I hadn't finished the trilogy, but I had finished Fellowship because I have strict rules about reading the book first before the movie. I finished Fellowship, but as we watched the movie, it was great, it was beautiful to see Middle-earth, but I couldn't wait to get home and finish the story because I had to find out what happened in the story. Um, so that was my first encounter that I just fell in love with Tolkien, and the more I've read, the more I've loved. I'm a principal of classical Christian school, and so I love Tolkien because of his importance to literature and, and to history, of course. But as I've grown to know him more and more, it becomes so much broader than that because he actually teaches us all about culture and about Christianity. It helps your own beliefs and faith and knowledge grow so much more to see somebody who truly cares about the depths of knowledge, not just for knowledge's sake of getting more and more intelligent, but finding out more about the world that we're in and why we're in it and what we're supposed to be doing here. That's what I see as, as his contribution, why I'm a fan. And what has Tolkien meant to me is the hardest question to answer because every single year it grows more and more. The more that I read and the more I understand what he's doing, it just gives you such a wealth of importance and depth. And I think one thing when I was exploring the, the topic of the magic of the elves and whether or not they are magic, and how Sam thinks that they are, but Galadriel finds that thought curious. It occurred to me that whatever our own worldview is, whatever we think the natural laws of the world and the natural things are, if we see something outside of that, it becomes magic to us. So that for Galadriel, all of the things that she and the elves did was her natural worldview. So it wasn't magic. It was part of how you should take everything that you're doing and make it the utmost, most beautiful, most rich and colorful thing that you're doing. But that's the responsibility of every one of us in whatever part of life that we're in to enrich everyone around us and make it more beautiful, really for the glory of God. And that's what I see in Tolkien. I'm 37 years old and I grew up in the town of Marshfield, Wisconsin. I first encountered the works of Tolkien when I was young. My father actually introduced me to the book of The Hobbit and then had the original trilogy. And I 
encountered them as I went through high school. Every summer I did the next book of the trilogy and it became the adventure of my childhood, of my teenage years. But it was also during that time when I was in deep discernment about what my life would be and what my vocation was. And I'm realizing as I reflect back at that pivotal moment in my life and how influential Token was, the adventure of, of Bilbo Baggins and Frodo Baggins became my adventure and became my vocation of doing something great for good. And then ultimately, as, as J.R. Token got so into the, the Catholic movement and the call of, of, of Christ, really, and like following the, the king, is how I then encountered the Jesuits and the spirituality of St. Ignatius of Loyola and how the, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius are infused with this idea of like there's the two standards and he puts us in a sense in the shire where it's like this this peaceful calm green place where we encounter christ in the gardens and then there's there's mordor where there's satan and all his minions and all the orcs and it's like what side do we choose what what standard do we want to fight for and it's like i want to fight for for Christ, and I want to be a soldier of Christ, and I want to be a part of the, the, the king and the mission of the king. And so it became this great infusion of, of who I am as, as a human being, but who, I, who I've been called to. And then I, I entered the Jesuits, and through this whole formational process, I, I then eventually got to go to, to Oxford, England to study there. And it was there that I went to see the grave of Token and walk the streets that he was walking when he was reflecting on these, these different movements and how he did talk to Jesuit priests and, and sent them letters about what he was working on and these works. And so it was this, this great desire then to continue this great mission, to be a part of this enterprise as the king returns and it's like to be a part of sharing this great mission and i guess it was a great privilege that it was so influential in my childhood at such a young age and i am excited now that i continue to be a jesuit continue to feel the call of christ the king and to share the, the gospel i am 23 years old and i'm originally from tucson arizona i was first introduced to Tolkien by my sister. It was originally with the movies for me. I saw the movies before I read the books, for Lord of the Rings in particular. She was a big fan of the movies, so I started watching those when I was, I don't know, maybe five years old. That was the movie that I would watch every year. I'd watch the movie, and I started reading the books. For me, looking at Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Silmarillion, I feel like Tolkien does a really good job of exploring the human character and sorry, my son is waking up. <laughs> Might hear a baby in the background. So I feel like he explores the human character really well. You can see in his characters, people who we really want to be as well as seeing people who we really are more like. Like my favorite character is Boromir. I love Boromir because of the humanity that he has. He wants to do good. He is a good man, but when we're confronted with something that we 
are not a big, a big trial of ours, um, we can become someone who we didn't really mean to be. And ultimately, you know, he, he redeems himself right before he dies and it's wonderful. Yeah, so it's kind of been a little bit of a therapy for me. It's, it's, it's a way for me to explore my own trials, to look at what other people are going through. When I was in college, that's the show that I would introduce my roommates to if they hadn't seen it. And it was just a really great bonding experience for me and friends and family. It's also been a wonderful experience for me. I'm, I'm religious, I have a Christian background. And for me, all of his books and his topics surround that Christian theme. And for me, it was a way to I can understand Tolkien's way of doing things more than sometimes I can understand some of the scriptures that I read. So that's a way of exploring my own religion as well. So, So that's what I get out of it. I'm 35 years of age and I'm originally from Frederick, Maryland. I remember my father reading me The Hobbit when I was in probably first or second grade, so probably in 1991 or 92. I was immediately entranced by a book with goblins, trolls, dwarves, and a dragon, but I think I would have been too scared to enjoy it without the good humor of Bilbo or the wisdom of Gandalf. My father loved that I loved Tolkien and tried to continue on right away to the Fellowship of the Ring, but I was just too young to stay with it yet. So, my father wisely, and I hope I have the same wisdom with my children, let it rest there so I could discover the Lord of the Rings for myself later. I picked Fellowship back up probably when I was in fifth grade, so in 1994 and 95. The books moved me in a way that no other books had, and got me thinking in ways that probably only the Narnia books had before then, although the Tolkien Legendarium is a much deeper sea to swim in than Narnia is. I have a distinct memory of being so torn in two, like Sam, at the end when the ring bearers go into the west, that I went downstairs to the piano to try to compose something fitting for the way I felt. I couldn't come anywhere close. From then until now, I've read whatever Tolkien I could lay my hands on. First, I added in the Silmarillion, then Unfinished Tales, then some of Christopher Tolkien's history series. Of course, I would reread The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings many times mixed in as well. In my adult years, I have read more of the Christopher Tolkien edited works and loved every one. My appreciation has grown in a more scholarly direction there because I love learning about Tolkien's writing process and the history of his works almost as much as I love the stories themselves. Now, with anything that I haven't read, like his letters or The Fall of Gondolin or Leaf by Niggle, it's more about savoring the anticipation of when I do finally read them. Tolkien has taught me so much, and I need to stress that my faith as a Christian is much stronger because of his writing. I went to Wheaton College, so I've been to the Wade Center and seen his writing desk and some first editions. Tolkien teaches me to be a Christian with every part of who I am, the way I love, the way I read stories, and the way I think. The biggest lesson, I think, from all of Tolkien's writings that I've learned is to do what is right every single time, no matter what, and to leave the results up to God. He says all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that's given us. It's never about the greater good and cutting corners. He's also taught me so much about the nature of story, and that is proving very important as I am a teacher of middle school students trying to inspire a lifelong love of reading, and as I am the editor for my wife's burgeoning fantasy children's novel. Tolkien and Lewis both opened me up to Chesterton and the rest of the Inklings. Without these great Christian writers and their modern descendants like Rowling, I can categorically say I wouldn't be the person I am today. Someday, in Valinor, I'll meet them all and tell them what they've meant to me, and Tolkien will be the first whose hand I will shake. I'm 32, and I'm from Squim, Washington. I first encountered the works of Tolkien 
as a child, I was backstage in a, I was in a musical called Oliver and I played one of the street urchins. And one of my friends also in the play had a little child's uh, cassette player. It was like primary colors and had a microphone attached. And she had The Hobbit on tape. And I'm not sure how I got this idea that it was not a book I was allowed to listen to. But I remember being afraid that my mom would catch us backstage listening to this book. So we would hide behind bits of the scenery and try to listen in secret between whatever scenes we were in. It just completely enraptured me. I'd never heard anything like it. Then the next time was by the time I was 12, there was a lot of buzz going on about Lord of the Rings was being made into movies and it never been adapted before and lots of people were really excited. And so I begged my parents to be allowed to read the books and I read them straight through as fast as I could. And by the time I got to the end, I was, I was just completely blown away. It like blew my world apart. I have never done this before or since. I started right away at the start of Fellowship of the Ring again and read them through. So I had read them twice by the time Fellowship of the Ring came out in theaters in 2001. Unfortunately, some family friends talked up all the violence in the movie and how scary the orcs were. And so, again, it was like I had to really work hard to convince my parents to let me go see the movie. So it wasn't until January of 2002 that I actually got to see it. It was another first for me of just seeing the movie was absolutely just what I had imagined in my head as I was reading the book, the design ethos, the characters, everything was perfect somehow. I've, I've still never had an experience like that since <laughs> the perfect book adaption. So that created an opportunity for me to talk to all my friends about it. And we created a fan club under the guise of a Bible study we read Finding God in the Lord of the Rings, and we talked about spiritual themes and how hot Viggo Mortensen was with equal enthusiasm. And it just cemented this lifelong love of fantasy and world building and all the wonderful things that really stem from that. I'm from Christiansburg, Virginia currently, and I'm 29 years old. The first time I encountered the works of J.R.R. Tolkien was when I was about four years old and my father read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings to my brother and I. From that time on, I was always enamored with his stories. After I learned how to read, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings were the first big books that I read. I have since returned to these and Tolkien's other works continuously throughout the last 20 years. I will also be reading The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings to my children when they are old enough, just as my father once did. I think one of the big reasons I'm a Tolkien fan is J.R.R. Tolkien's literary genius, imagination, life of virtue, and his worldview sparked and inspired my own imagination and formed some of my own worldview as a young child all the way into my adulthood. I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that specifically The Silmarillion, The Hobbit, and The Lord of the Rings are unequivocally some of my favorite literary works and always will be. As a bibliophile, 
a student of theology and philosophy, words ultimately fail to express just how much J.R. Tolkien's works have meant to me in my life. J.R. Tolkien's meant a whole lot to me in my whole life. I think he was much of the reason as a child that I always wanted to go on adventures and do something meaningful with my life. How that has looked has changed over the years as I've grown and matured, but it has brought me all over the world through military service, through combat, through jungles and deserts, atop mountains and glaciers, and into service to others right here in my home. His work has helped inspire me to look outside of myself to see where God is calling me, whether that be as a father and a husband who loves without counting the costs, as a missionary or soldier in a distant land, or as a medical student and future physician, which is my current situation. His work has helped me remember that through life, for most of us, may not be so grand as the adventures and quests of the heroes of Middle Earth, still yet it has infinite meaning and our actions do indeed ripple throughout eternity. His work also enkindled in me a love for things that are true, good, and beautiful, things that are becoming rare in today's world. Finally, J.R. Tolkien, the man, has deeply inspired my spiritual life, helped lead me through life-changing conversion and becoming Catholic, and continues to inspire and challenge the way that I perceive the world around me as I grow older. His words resonate more and more true for me, and I am very thankful for J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm 51 years old, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri in the United States. I first encountered the works of J.R.R. Tolkien when I was 11 years old. I received a box set of The Lord of the Rings for Christmas. I remember clearly that that year my brother got a television, my younger brother, and I got books. I was horrified until the next day I began reading the books and they sucked me in and took me on a journey. That was years and years ago. Nobody knows where the TV is, but I've actually had those books rebound. I've read them so much and I've rebound them in red leather and read them every year now. Some years I read them in Spanish, some years I read in Latin and uh, other languages, Portuguese, but usually my English copy. And Tolkien has been a big part of my life because the Lord of the Rings have done for me what he talks about in uh, on fairy stories, really. Fantasy and recovery and escape and consolation. Not to escape from the world, but to get perspective on the world. Traveling with the Fellowship in Middle Earth is a way to step aside and think about what's going on in my own life. Never again setting aside completely uh, reality, but just giving some perspective. And so that's been important to me. It's been huge for me because I've then used it in my professional life. I'm a Christian minister and I'm a professor at Eden Theological Seminary and I serve a church as pastor. I've also traveled around the world and done contextual Bible studies with people in dozens of languages. And I often use that idea of myth as we talk about encountering and engaging the Bible, and I find that people really relate to that well. Tolkien has meant a great deal to me. I think also, over the years, it's been interesting to get into his other works. I remember that my mother followed up knowing that I liked The Lord of the Rings and got me a copy of Unfinished Tales. It took me a while. Now I'm, I'm glad to read all of those pieces as well, as well. but uh, for me, The Lord of the Rings is really the, the key text. So uh, I'm delighted to be a, a fan of J.R.R. Tolkien, and I'll continue to read his work. I am 24, and I am originally from Brookfield, Wisconsin. 
I first encountered the works of J.R.R. Tolkien when I was in middle school. I had just finished reading Harry Potter, and my middle school teacher kind of recommended that I started with The Hobbit, and that's really where it started. I initially became a fan, I think, just because I loved the characters and I found a personal relationship with many of them, specifically Bilbo Baggins. I really just related to him a lot. And then as I read The Lord of the Rings, I related to Pippin a lot. My friends actually nicknamed me that in college because of how much I was sort of like him. As I've gone on, though, he's meant a lot to me in three very specific ways. In my relationships with my friends, in my relationships with my students, and then in my relationship with my faith. I'm a middle school teacher, and I teach The Hobbit in sixth grade. I used to teach it in fifth and sixth when I taught fifth and sixth together, but now I just teach middle school, so I'm bringing it back now that I'm in my third year of teaching. I use it to talk both about Catholicism and our relationship with that to young people because I feel like that's a great place to start, and since that book was initially intended for young people, that is a good place to get them to start thinking about those and tackling those bigger questions. In my faith life, some of my earliest images of Jesus that I really remember like distinctly were Gandalf and Aragorn. I prayed with those images of Christ all the way through college. And when I began learning Ignatian spirituality at Creighton, that was where I started, was with the image of Aragorn. Then in my personal life, one of my first conversations that I remember having with my fiance was about the world building of C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. We had a two-hour conversation in the business college, and we just sat there and we talked for hours. I knew that if this person shared my passion, that we were going to make a pretty awesome couple. And we actually compare ourselves to Sam and Rosie. And it led to the relationship of servant leadership that we feel that we embody together. I just have found that that was a wonderful place to have our relationship. I'm 45 years old. First encountered Token as a child, where my mother would read to me The Hobbit and... Uh, when that was done, which I thoroughly enjoyed, she would read The Fellowship, and then I had gotten older, so I read the remaining two Lord of the Rings books myself. I can still remember when, in Fellowship, when Gandalf died and being completely brokenhearted, and the joy of when he comes back and returns. I like to say, well, I saw it coming, but I don't think I really did, but it was so wonderful to have him back because I associated so much with the books in my own life. They touched something within me that made me feel like they were real. I didn't truly blur the lines between reality and fantasy, but to me the characters and who they were and their personalities were friends, and still are, I would say. Why I'm a Tolkien fan is just that. The characters are so real and the writing is so good. Tolkien touches on themes of beauty and goodness and truth in all of his writings. As a child, of course, I would have understood them as stories, as fairy stories. But now as an adult, I see the writings that he does as having a truth worldview. And, of course, I would associate that with a biblical worldview. Now that I'm more aware of the Bible and I'm more aware of life as we know it in this world, today truth and falsehood and beauty and ugliness are... Blurred. When you read Tolkien, you see them back to where they should be. Truth is truth. Good is good. Evil is evil. And truth is always seen as something that should triumph over falsehood. And the end does. But I think what's great about Tolkien is he takes a biblical worldview and incorporates that into his world that he has subcreated. And for me, as someone who also likes to write and make up stories... 
the best stories that I've read or that I could even develop myself would have to incorporate that worldview. If it doesn't, it's hard for us to enter in and uh, grapple with the reality that's created and see it as reflected in this world. I'm 29 years old and I am a recent transplant to Milwaukee. I can first credit my dear mother with introducing me to Tolkien's works through The Hobbit. I have to confess, I did not want to read it. My first reaction was, Hobbit? What's a Hobbit? That sounds dumb. She never tires of bringing that up and laughing at me about it. So I had the book, I didn't touch it for a while. Then my mom picked up a dramatized version of The Hobbit on audiobook. It was cassette tapes, it tells you how long ago that was, and sort of forced us to listen to it. She just played it in the car and my sister and I didn't have a choice. Well, joke's on me. I enjoyed it and got really into it. Of course, I didn't admit that at first because I was a preteen, very cool. Didn't want to admit my mom was right. I kind of like to think that Tolkien and I have a little something in common. My mother and Tolkien's mother both homeschooled us for a period of time and introduced us to a love of languages and good stories. In my case, that would be Tolkien's Legendarium. Uh, Fast forward a couple of years. My dad was in the Air Force, and he was stationed overseas for a year. That was a stressful time for my mom and sister and I. So one thing we did to kind of keep our minds off things was my mom acquired the Lord of the Rings audiobooks, the full-length unabridged, just to kind of take our minds off it. We listened to those on our drive to church, which was about a two-hour round trip. That was the closest Wells Lutheran church to us. And we all got really into it, even to the point where we'd get home and just sit in the driveway and keep listening because we couldn't stand to shut it off. So we all got really into it. About this time, I saved all my gift money for about a year to get a gray cloak and an elven brooch and a matching ring because I wanted to be a member of the fellowship. Fast forward a little bit to college. Towards the end of my college experience, I was dealing with some personal turmoil and tragedy and a heavy course load. Around that same time, I was working on my senior thesis for my English major using Lord of the Rings and C.S. Lewis's The Four Loves. Right before my thesis was due, The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey came out, like literally the night before it was due. I made the questionable decision to go see it, the midnight showing, in spite of my deadline, and it actually gave me the joy and energy to finally finish it. For much of my life, Tolkien's provided the sense of beauty, adventure, escapism, fellowship, and kind of nicely tying in with my Christian faith. So to Tolkien, I would say, A star shines on the hour of our meeting. I'm 67. I've been a religion teacher in Chicagoland area Catholic schools now for over 35 years, and I'm a huge Tolkien fan. The first question, when did you first encounter the works of J.R.R. Tolkien? In 1965, when Ace Books found the copyright loophole and printed Tolkien's works, the bookstands were flooded with his paperbacks, and I wasn't interested. I was more of a sci-fi enthusiast, focusing instead on writers like Ray Bradbury. In 1967, my seminary high school freshman year, my classmates came in sporting buttons saying Frodo lives and Gandalf for president, and I thought, what a bunch of garbage. Fairies, elves, and the like. At that time, it wasn't for me. Um, Fast forward 31 years to 2001. I'm sitting in the movie theater with my wife watching The Fellowship of the Ring. Frodo takes off alone in the boat towards Mordor. Samwise jumps in the water and, unable to swim, Sam starts drowning. 
Now, here I am in the movie theater weeping like a baby. The fact that someone is going to remain true to his word, even if it kills him, was so compelling, so moving, I couldn't help but cry. But more importantly, I didn't know where the tears were coming from. I had to know the rest of the story. I immediately ran out, bought the rest of the trilogy, and read it, and I still couldn't get enough. I bought the CDs narrated by Rob Inglis and listened to it several times all summer while I built a deck in my backyard, just like a hobbit. And when Marquette University announced it was sponsoring the Dr. Blackwater exhibit in 2004, I gathered some friends, rented some rooms, and we took in all that we could about Tolkien. And since that seminar, I felt compelled to return, and I have brought about a dozen teachers and students to Marquette University every year on or around March 25th as a sort of fellowship quest. The second question, why are you a Tolkien fan? As a lifelong Catholic, I've always viewed the world sacramentally. That is, all things point to greater things. Tolkien forced his readers to confront their world from a perspective of myth and symbol. His vision simply said that all we have to do is decide what to do with the time given to us. Paradoxically, without ever mentioning God, he showed us that God's grace is everywhere, but ultimately it is up to us to sanctify the world. He doesn't beat the reader over the head with his style as he definitely transforms reality into simple. Tolkien insists that the Lord of the Rings is not allegory, where this means that, but rather it has applicability. The Lord of the Rings for me is a snapshot of life in its symbolic form. And finally, the third question, what has he meant to you? I'm not so sure I can fully answer that question, but let me try. In that movie theater, his story somehow spoke to the deepest part of me and triggered a response that, to this day, I continue to live out. Its pages have allowed for me to embrace the sanctity of every person, to act as a steward of creation, to know that human beings can become the presence of God in the world, and to learn to endure dark times because there is always hope. You recall Sam being able to see a white star twinkle, if only for a while. It has allowed for me to walk with other fans who, like me, have unconsciously recognized its grace. In short, I am so grateful for this man to, who gave me eyes to truly see. Thank you, John Ronald Rule. I hope you enjoyed this sixth episode, Gloria in Excelsis, exploring how Tolkien's works have complemented or influenced the Christian faith held by many fans. If you are Christian yourself, hopefully you found these interviews inspiring. If you belong to a different faith tradition or no faith tradition at all, I hope you at least found the interviews interesting. I hope they provided you with a better understanding of fans who approach Tolkien from a Christian perspective. Until next time, Namarie.